This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We're facing an inflection point in history. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. And uh, that's not a good thing. (laughs) Since the brain-damaged jellyfish of a sock puppet is living in the White House, I think the whole world is uh, about ready to eat the big one. Not to be indelicate. Happy, happy Friday to you. Some weeks should end sooner than other weeks. (laughs) This is a week that, uh, as it ends, we should be pleased. Of course, it won't really end because it just keeps going, doesn't it? That train coming out of the tunnel at a high rate of speed, crashing into the side of a mountain. Who built these tracks going right into the side of a mountain? Well, Washington did, of course. Washington, D.C., That's who. But that's all right. You can have a happy Friday and a happy weekend, and I can do. I'm going to the Navy game at the U.S. Naval Academy tomorrow uh, versus the Air Force Academy. It's real good. And my brother Brian is in town, and we're going to Annapolis tomorrow for the uh, football game. And uh, I heard the weather report this morning. They were initially saying a 15% chance of rain on Saturday. That was no longer in the weather report, so I'm hoping that – I'm hoping it'll be rain-free, uh, you know, a little chilly, a little windy, uh, good football weather. Uh, U.S. Naval Academy versus the United States uh, Air Force Academy. And, and what's better than that? You know, maybe the Army-Navy game. You know, where they're kicking all the veterans out of the hotels uh, to make room for illegal aliens because of Joe Biden's border policies, which he lies about all the time. He uh, lied last night, too. He was lying. His uh, pants were on fire. The... Uh, the speech last night was was something. It was something, all right, wasn't it? Uh, he uh, he melded together a fine melding of the war in Ukraine, which didn't exist when he became president, and now the war in the Middle East, which may still spin out of control and become a broader Middle Eastern war, and maybe World War Three. Hey, maybe we could have World War Three on our hands because Joe Biden. We got Iran. We got Russia. We got China. Um, North Korea's got uh, a finger in their pie, too. It turns out North Korea, weapons, Gaza, Hamas, terror group, money back to North Korea, nuclear weapons program, ballistic missiles, you know, just like Iran, where the Obama-Biden administration funneled tens of billions of dollars to the Iranian regime, to the Islamic revolution in Tehran. I like to say Tehran because it's like Kiev, you know, if you're going to say Kiev, you should say Tehran, shouldn't you? Just to be consistent. Uh, and uh, and München <laughs> from Munich in Deutschland. Uh, we live in a very silly time, a very silly time in so many different ways. But Joe Biden last night, hey, Ukraine, uh, Israel, what's the difference? 
and, uh, hey, I'm going to take another $100 billion or something, you know, maybe $100 billion, maybe, maybe more, maybe less. I'll, I'll let you know later. It doesn't really matter. But uh, last night he announced another $60 billion to arm Ukraine, more weapons for Ukraine. He is, I got to tell you, the military-industrial complex uh, has a warm place in Joe Biden's heart. I, do you think they, we should look, see how much money they've sent him? Because usually with the Biden family, the Chinese, millions of dollars, the Russians, millions of dollars, the Ukrainians, millions of dollars, the Romanians, what the hell, millions of dollars. And who is it? Kazakhstan? One of the stands, one of the stands. Uh, I think it's Kazakhstan. Uh, millions of dollars. And that's all okay. The New York Times looks at that and they say, what? There's, uh, there's nothing to see here. There's, this is perfectly normal. Uh, unless it were Trump, in which case it would be not only impeach, uh, impeachable, but imprisonable. Because we have, uh, you know, two different justice systems based on your political party. Um, it's remarkable. But last night, $60 billion for Ukraine. But I thought you were going to talk about Israel. Shouldn't these be two different speeches? It's kind of what goes on on Capitol Hill. Instead of having 12 appropriations bills, uh, Washington waits to the last minute and then says, oh, no, the government's going to shut down. We're going to have to throw everything in. Everybody, throw in your kitchen sink. Throw in your grandmother's com- corporate funding. Throw in uh, absolutely everything you've ever wanted to have money to uh, you know, buy votes with and, and spend stuff on. And they throw everything in at the last minute, and then we pass this big, stupid omnibus bill because you have to, because otherwise the government will shut down. It's all this artificial drama. It's, it's called corruption is what it is. And uh, hopefully, if uh, and when Jim Jordan is uh, voted in as Speaker of the House, which may happen today as well, we will restore regular order in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. That is to say, we have committees and uh, matters having to do with the um, area of responsibility in that committee. They will take up matters of spending uh, in that area, and then we will uh, go through the committee process, and the committees will vote, and then the the appropriations bills will go to the full House of Representatives to be voted on, and we'll pass 12 separate appropriations bills, and we will restore regular order, which is to say our government will function as designed instead of as the train wreck it has been for so many years now, stumbling from fake crisis to fake crisis because of all these charlatans and frauds and juvenile delinquents running the House of Representatives. But setting that aside for the moment, it is, uh, it's, uh, we've got a lot going on. We've got the, hopefully the, the Jim Jordan House vote is going to happen today. And hopefully uh, Jim Jordan will be made the Speaker of the House and, and that will be that. And then they can start passing bills and things. And I'm, I'm less worried about, oh, no, we've got to uh, have a speaker. Otherwise, we can't throw billions of dollars at Israel. Really? Joe Biden just promised $100 million to Hamas, to the Palestinians. Uh, most of it will go to Hamas. And the Palestinian Authority, who refused to meet with Joe Biden in Amman, Jordan, just a couple of days ago. But the $100 million, hey, you've kidnapped uh, how many? 11, 12, 13 Americans holding them hostage in your hellhole tunnels where they're being tortured and sexually abused. Here's $100 million for you. Hey, you guys murdered 30 Americans in Israel while you were engaging in your pogrom, your your uh, ethnic massacre. Uh, and uh, here's $100 million because the Democrats are not on our side. Well, they're not on our side. So uh, he asked for $105 billion last night for war, $60 billion for Ukraine, 
Uh, is anybody calling for a ceasefire there? Are Democrats marching in the streets or on college campuses? Are, are there angry college professors pounding the table and calling for a ceasefire in Ukraine? Or is that one just fine? Why do you want to stop Israel from going after a radical Islamic terrorist jihadi army called Hamas that just committed a genocidal massacre on children and women and the rape as a weapon of war? And um, it's funny, the left in the United States, you know, not ha-ha funny, uh, peculiar, smelly funny, like, you know, like Michael Moore's aroma, uh, and which isn't really very funny either, but you, you understand what I'm getting here, don't you? I think you do. And... Um, uh, Joe Biden, $60 billion for Ukraine, but $14 billion for military and security assistance to Israel. $14 billion for Israel, uh, $60 billion for Ukraine. Isn't that interesting? Well, Ukraine poured millions of dollars into the Biden family coffers, didn't they? Burisma, the no-show job for a million dollars a year, plus, plus, plus. Um, and really, that paid off like nobody's business. That's extraordinary. And then, hey, the Biden family became president. So how much is that? If we add another $60 billion to Ukraine, it's going to be, what, $170 billion or something for the war against Russia. And Russia doesn't seem to be bothered by the ongoing war. But $60 billion for Ukraine, $14 billion for Israel, $10 billion for humanitarian assistance. Where? Like in San Francisco and Los Angeles? $14 billion for U.S. border security, see? And $7 billion for security aid to Taiwan because we're waiting for the commies in Beijing to make their move on Taiwan, uh, which is going to happen under Joe Biden in all probability because he's the weakest president that any of these other authoritarian world leaders have seen. And they know that they're, you know, this is their lucky day. The United States is over here in the corner with our pants around our ankles, sucking our thumb, and Joe Biden is the president. Seven billion, and and this is again, this is the kitchen sink approach, as uh, you know, the the House representatives and the Congress have been functioning on this corrupt cycle of fake panic to fake threat of government shutdown to omnibus bill. Everybody gets what they want. We add trillions to the debt. And uh, 60 Minutes never does a story on it. Isn't that amazing? It is. They should. They should do stories on this. It'd be helpful, I think. It'd be real good. And so here it is. And But wait, there's $14 billion in U.S. border security. Now, this is the way the poison pill that they put in, because these filthy, corrupt people, and if the press would just say it out loud, this is a uh, kind of a, a micro-parallel of what goes on with these omnibus bills and the fake threats of government shutdown. This is a, a micro example of what, what's going on here. Well, $60 billion more for Ukraine. Really? For what? Well, for assistance. Don't you, what are you, a Putin stooge? Because if you don't want another $60 billion for Ukraine, what's it for? Shut up, Putin stooge. Well, uh, is it for tanks? Is it for bullets? Is it to buy yachts? and uh, mansions in Malta for Ukrainian officials, which is doubtless already ongoing. That would be a good news story for the New York Times to do. They will not do it. Uh, and uh, so here it is. And then they say, you see, if you're a Republican and you're tired of the blank check for Ukraine, another $60 billion of our taxpayer dollars that we're just going to add to the national debt. And if you say, you know, no, I can't vote for that, then MSDNC and CNN 
the Democrats, say, you voted against border security. The Republicans all voted against border security because they're all lumped in here in this big, stupid, corrupt bill. They should have, and this is if you have a Speaker of the House, you might be able to do this. You should have one vote uh, having to do with $60 billion for arming Ukraine, a separate vote, uh, perhaps more pressingly, $14 billion for Israel, and whatever this $10 billion for humanitarian assistance, what is that? I'm guessing that is likely for the terrorists. I'm guessing that's for the jihad. $10 billion. Humanitarian assistance, because they're the victims here. That's why they need the humanitarian assistance. Because those awful Jewish people are, are punishing them. And it's collective punishment. That's uh, one of the Democrat Party's talking points, right? And uh, just, uh, just amazing. So uh, ten, and then fourteen billion for U.S. border security and seven billion for Taiwan. These should all be separate votes. And what they do in Washington, because the filthy corruption is uh, up to your eyebrows, if you're standing on Capitol Hill, um, is they uh, try to force everybody to vote for this giant stupid thing instead of having separate votes. And then if you don't vote for sixty billion more for Ukraine for who knows what, then they yell and scream and pound the Lucite desk at uh, CNN and MSDNC and say, they voted against border security. This is how the game is played, right? And if we had a legitimate news media that pointed these things out, our republic would function much more appropriately, much more properly, much more as designed. Uh, But uh, right now, Washington is a train wreck on a bridge over a home for blind children. And this goes on time and time again. And then if you're that awful, terrible Matt Gates, and you want to disrupt the, the flow of corruption, which is a year-after-year thing, then you become the villain of the story. And there, I'm told, and it's being reported, a number of Republicans in the House of Representatives that are voting against Jim Jordan because they're angry with Matt Gates. And if that makes sense, then you're a Democrat. I got to tell you, uh, pretty amazing stuff, pretty awful stuff. So the uh, the big speech, and I'll get to the big speech with you, because Joe Biden he spoke, and and while he was reading the teleprompter, it's not clear, but he may have been reading the kind of side instructions and in the teleprompter when he was going through, and he was squinting. He was doing his Lee Van Cleef um, squint last night. Uh, because I think there's something wrong with his eyes, just as there's something wrong with his brain. His brain, she's a broker, she's a no good, she no work, that brain of his. Period. 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 Oh, no, I told you not to put an ellipsis in the teleprompter. Don't read the ellipsis. That's just a pause. Joe Biden last night, we got Joe Biden. I've got uh, Greta von Funberg for you today. She's an environmental radical and an anti-Semite. The Houthi rebels in Yemen have jumped into the fight, and our warships are now firing shots against one of the many radical Islamic terrorist armies in the region. I wonder if Joe Biden wants to fund the Houthi rebels, too. Maybe they need some humanitarian assistance as well. Black Lives Matter fundraising uh, and hating on the Jewish people and on Israel. We've got uh, Moscow and Russia. We've got uh, 
We've got Hamas. We've got all kinds of wackadoodle Democrat news for you. And we are at 888-630-9625. How dare you! Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Now there is a, uh, an amusing story, a fun story, a funny story. Elon Musk providing us with a laugh today. The Washington Post typed up the story on behalf of their party, the Democrat Party. Elon Musk's ex removes the New York Times verification badge. It's a badge. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. The unexplained decision removes the only symbol distinguishing the news organization from imposters. Well, who's the real imposter here, Uh, honestly? and comes amid a flood of false information related to the Israel-Gaza war, some of which Musk has personally endorsed. Now, the Washington Post is, um, you know, it's a pack of liars gathering a building. Uh, Democracy dies in darkness. If that were true, it died inside the Washington Post headquarters long ago. Someone named Drew Harwell. Drew Harwell. The social media platform X formerly known as Twitter, just in case she'd never heard that line before, has removed the gold verified badge from the New York Times account amid ongoing complaints about news organizations from ex-owner Elon Musk. Imagine that. You're supposed to just toe the, the line of the left, the Democrat Party line, and whatever they say. And they say Hamas tells the truth. The New York Times published the headline the other day, The Jews blew up the Baptist hospital and killed 500 people. All right, it said Israel. It said an Israeli airstrike takes out the hospital. And that was a lie, but they took Hamas's word for it because they're commies and they love killing. That's kind of the thing. So Elon Musk removed the verification badge of the New York Times following a flood of false information that the New York Times published on the Israel-Gaza war. Now, the Washington Post is attacking Elon Musk and defending the New York Times because it's all a circle fest in a hot tub at Jack Nicholson's house with underage girls and quaaludes and champagne. I'm sorry, I slipped into a Roman Polanski story. Standing ovation for Roman. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, well, Joe Biden is uh, and continues to be the worst president of the United States, I I think, in my lifetime. Uh, God bless um, Jimmy Carter. Bless his heart. He lived to see a worse president come along. It's got to be a great relief to Jimmy and Rosalind. I'm kind of happy for them. You know, he had our hostages taken at our embassy in Tehran and and he uh, wore a sweater because it was chilly in the White House, and Soviet Union ran right over him, all that good stuff. But now Joe Biden came along to kind of save Jimmy Carter to some extent. Uh, I'd uh, like to go to a, a phone call because I, as we have a caller who's going to lead me into the next story that has to do with, uh, you know, the coming world war on Joe Biden's watch. But at least he wants $100 billion for other people's wars because he's Joe Biden. All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Bob, listening on WGOW, calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bob, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Chris, thank you for taking my call. You bet. I was going to ask, what do you think is the purpose of the carrier strike group in the Mediterranean? I mean, do you think it's in a dangerous or or even a provocative position? I mean, the only nation that's ever attacked our Navy in the Mediterranean since World War II is Israel, who bombed and then napalmed and torpedoed the USS Liberty mm-hmm. and even machine-gunned the lifeboats as they were trying to escape, jammed the distress frequencies. Uh, I'm wondering if, you know, is that a danger that something like that <laughs> would happen, like another false flag? Well, I, uh, I'm not worried that Israel is going to attack us. Uh, no, interesting uh, cita- uh, citation, true enough. Um, the U.S. has coal was attacked. Why do you think that happened? I, I'm, I'm not really going to litigate the USS Liberty today. The USS coal was attacked by radical Islamic jihadis, uh, and uh, it was Vladimir Putin the other day that uh, said that uh, – his hypersonic missiles are within range of our fleet and that we would be defenseless against his hypersonic missiles. So we've got, uh, we've got that going for us. But, you know, Bob, um, the, the reality is right now uh, we have a union of Iran and Russia and China and radical Islamic terrorist groups in the Gaza and beyond in fact, in Lebanon, and we do have at least one aircraft carrier battle group on station now, the Gerald R. Ford aircraft carrier with about 90 aircraft, uh, multiple surface ships, cruisers, and, uh, and frigates that have, that have uh, you know, uh, all kinds of missiles, uh, uh, Tomahawk land attack missiles, and, and probably a submarine in the mix as well. It brings all kinds of power. A second aircraft carrier battle group, the uh, Dwight Eisenhower, is either on station now or en route. We don't have a lot of reporting on this because our news media doesn't show up to work in the morning. 
Uh, and we have a marine amphibious group with probably 2,000 Marines aboard three ships or possibly four ships seeming to the area too. So thousands of Marines. And let me share this with you uh, as well, Bob. And that is uh, that U.S. warships fired yesterday on hostile weapon systems that had been launched out of Yemen, which is one of the world's great beep holes. And let me share with you the the story out of there, Bob. Um, U.S. warship shoots down missiles fired by militant group Biden removed from terror watch list. And and I would like to go back to Bob in a, in a minute. U.S. warship shot down multiple missiles fired by Houthi militants in Yemen, a group the Biden administration removed from the terror watch list, the Pentagon said on Thursday. The crew of the USS Kearney shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones in the northern Red Sea that were potentially aimed at Israel by Houthi militants in Yemen. A group the Biden administration took off of the terrorism list in 2021, Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Patrick S. Ryder said during a press conference. By the way, it's not normal for the Pentagon spokesperson to be a military officer. It's normal in the United States of America for the Pentagon spokesman. I covered the Pentagon for 10 years. My office was in the Pentagon for 10 years. Multiple administrations, a greater number of press secretaries at the Pentagon, and none of them was a military officer, but now we've got a one-star general as the press officer, the press secretary at the Pentagon. So, and I'm sure he's a nice person. Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said during a press conference on Thursday, tensions in the Middle East have been rising, you think, since Hamas terrorists infiltrated Israel, killing, kidnapping, and raping hundreds of civilians, 1,400 dead, 30 Americans, no, 32 Americans dead is the body count now. 32 Americans dead in their terror attack, their savage attack. And uh, apparently 11 to 13 Americans being held hostage. And Joe Biden uh, is giving them $100 million for their efforts. The crew of the guided missile destroyer, the USS Kearney, operating in the northern Red Sea earlier today, shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones. I didn't know they... Uh, the Houthi rebels had such technology. I didn't know they had electricity. And several drones that were launched by Houthi forces in Yemen. Just another army of radical Islamic jihadi uh, lunatics who are uh, seeking to be drenched in the blood of innocents and Jews. This action, the general said, was a demonstration of the integrated air and missile defense architecture that we've built in the Middle East and that we are prepared to utilize whenever necessary to protect our partners and our interests in this important region. Now, this is the U.S. shots fired, all right? We are now firing shots in this war in the Middle East, and uh, the Houthis are another uh, gang of troglodytes, and they, uh, uh, you know, they want to kill the Jews, and uh, they don't like the infidels, and we're the infidels too. We're the great Satan, and, and Israel is the baby Satan, and And who do you think uh, funds and arms the Houthi rebels? Why, it's Iran, the Islamic Revolution in Tehran, which is looking forward to that next dose of $6 billion, thanks to the Biden administration funding the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, 
which then goes on to fund Hamas to kill the Jews, Hezbollah to kill the Jews, the Houthi rebels in Yemen to kill the Jews. And they got tens and tens of billions of dollars, including pallets of cash delivered in the middle of the night aboard uh, cargo planes by the Obama-Biden administration, right? And they're, they're, they're uh, uh, tens and tens of billions of dollars richer thanks to Joe Biden's energy policies, too, because the price of oil skyrocketed uh, and, the, you know, blow off their sanctions. And uh, the, them selling oil on the, uh, on the world market has led to uh, tens and tens of billions of dollars because of Joe Biden's energy policies. It's been very good news for Putin and Russia, too, the high price of a barrel of oil. Uh, and the reason is because they're not on our side. And now uh, shots are fired. The U.S. Navy is involved. Uh, and the Houthi rebels are yet another radical Islamic terrorist group. Yemen is yet another country. The attack is presumably on Israel, obviously on Israel. They're not attacking Egypt. They're not attacking Jordan. They're attacking Israel. And the Houthi rebels now going to have to bomb the snot out of them because you know, you got to keep in mind also that Barack Obama bombed more countries than any president since World War II. He bombed eight countries more than any president since World War II. Not the Bush administration, HWRW, not the Clinton administration, which comes in second, by the way, bombing six countries. But, uh, but never mind that. But, uh, Bob, you're worried about uh, maybe Israel attacking our ships. Is that what you're saying? Right. If, if, let's say right. that we were led to believe that Iran that Iran had attacked uh-huh. uh, our Navy and we would uh-huh. respond to Navy, and then that would get us involved with a war with Iran, which is the only country over there mm-hmm. that, are, that are Israel would really like us to attack that we haven't already made war with is Iran. That's the last frontier. That way Israel could, had bro- broken up the, the governments and the armies of the surrounding threats other than Iran. That's the one that we haven't. That's the one war for Israel that we haven't engaged in yet. Well, let me you know, let me put at the time of the liberty. They wanted us to think it was it was Egypt. Uh-huh. The, the yeah. idea was that they would destroy the liberty and that they and blame it on I- Egypt, and then that would drag us into the war for them. Uh-huh. But because they didn't uh, because they didn't eliminate every last survivor, they were able to pretend like it was an accident, and we never went to war with Egypt. Thankfully, but that was the goal. They had jammed the distress frequencies, which uh-huh. is against international law. I mean, understand you can jam the, the tactical frequency. Of course you would do that, but why would you jam the distress frequency? Well, well, hang on. Now, I think you're living in the past in a really big way. Iran, now you recognize and you acknowledge, Bob, that, that um, Iran is funding Hamas and Hezbollah and the Islamic Jihad and the Houthi rebels and that these actors are all genocidal anti-Semites from the river to the sea. I know we hear this a lot on college campuses in the United States from, you know, Democrats and, and so on. But you do acknowledge all of that, right, that Iran is backing Hamas? Is- sure. Yeah, okay. Sure. They, they, right. hate, they hate Israel, and the reason that they hate us is because we support Israel. Well, that's part they're, of it. They're, they're, Iran is no threat. To, yeah, Iran is no threat to other than the fact that we intervened in Iran. You remember the Shah and all that. But if we left it alone, Iran and most of these countries would have would have no problem with the United States, other uh, than our support for Israel. Well, and and other than the fact that they're waging jihad against jihad against the infidels, uh, because they're the Islamic revolution of Iran, and their war is with Western civilization and Christendom. And the United States of America is. That's true. 
You don't know that? Well, then you, you need to pay closer attention. I, I think, honestly. No, it's 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 against, it's against Israel that have that that, that have that, that came because of the intervention mm-hmm. of the West, putting putting the Jewish people into Israel and giving them control over over Palestine uh-huh. is the whole reason why they hate us in the first place. Well, it's one of again, it's one of the reasons. Government and, and all, it's one of yeah, the catalysts. Well, it's, let, it's, let me ask you this, uh, Bob. Let me ask you this, Bob. A Democrat and Republican. Bob, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Go You're ahead. very, very kind. Um, should we wipe out Israel from the river to the sea? Would no, that would that solve the problem? No. No. Right. No, we well, see, that's alone. that's the well, thing. No, it, it wouldn't Israel, solve the problem. Remember, remember when Israel? Remember? Remember when Netanyahu said that that they certainly did need the help. They were able to protect themselves and defend themselves. We should let them do that. I mean, if it, you, I know that you like to portray that this is a Democrat and Republican issue. But the Israel lobby certainly has at least as much control over the Republicans as they do over the Democrats. Well, I mean, I, I, you, you don't. I mean, look, Bob, you're entitled to your views, and I, I genuinely uh, believe that. But you sound like you're, uh, and, and I am. I've said it out loud. I'm a Zionist. I believe that the state of Israel has the right to exist. Uh, that they are an ally of ours. They're the only um, thing that resembles a democracy in that well, region. Yeah, of, other than blowing up our ship, yeah, they're a great ally. Well, I, you're, you keep reliving the USS Liberty, which was a great many okay, decades. How about, how, about they, I, how about they gave? Remember when they stole our technology and sold it to our enemies? They've done that too. I uh, all right, listen, our Bob. Nuclear, our, our nuclear ability. I understand you. You you have you have the shopping list of anti-Israel talking points, Bob. I understand that you're anti-Israel. That's clear. That's and that's fine. You're entitled to be anti-Israel, but you're not entitled to talk over me constantly, Bob. Who'd you vote for, Bob? Well, you, you let me know when you like. You let me know when you like me to speak again, and I'll and I'll speak. Again. All right. That's that's. See, this is how this works. In a civilized world, you complete your sentence and your thought, and then I do the same. It's called a conversation, but talking over me the whole time with the litany of what, Bob, are, are really left-wing talking points, particularly at this no. moment. Per- <laughs> uh, well, you just talked over me again. Uh, uh, t- you know, uh, these are left-wing talking points at this moment in our history, Bob. And in fact, I haven't even, you're the first one I've heard bring up the USS Liberty, which is really going back in history to, to uh, uh, find uh, reason to take issue with Israel. Um, but in the modern world, here in the 21st century, and what's going on right now, the Islam, and, and, you know, and uh, we meddled in our election, remember the Shah. Yeah, I do. And the world and Iran and the people of Iran would be much better off now if the Shah's family, the Pahlavi family, were still in charge in Iran. Don't you agree that that's true? Oh, it's, it's hard to say. I think, that, I think that the Iranian people are entitled to, uh, to their own leader. Well, well, and when the Islamic Revolution took over with rifles and subjugated the people, they don't have elections there. They're not entitled to anything except to shut up and hang gay people from cranes while chanting Allah Akbar and declaring the great Satan of the United States must be destroyed and the little Satan of Israel must be destroyed. And then we've got the Democrat Party, of course, funneling them tens of billions of dollars, more than $100 billion dollars and allowing them to spin centrifuges and enrich uranium and advance their ballistic missile program. Now, that's the Democrat Party's position on this. The uh, Iran is one of the great evil actors of our time, Bob, and they are behind, again, uh, Hezbollah, Hamas, Islamic Jihad, the Houthi rebels, 
and beyond. You know, they blow up the Jewish community center in Buenos Aires because they couldn't sleep at night knowing that Jews were playing ping pong in South America. You know, these are bad actors, Bob. They're the bad guys, not us and not Israel because of the USS Liberty. What year was the USS Liberty? Okay, it was like over 50 years ago. The reason the reason why I would interrupt you, and I apologize for doing that, is because you, get, you go through a lot of points, and, and, and I want to address them as they come out. All right, First well, look, I, 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 I can't really spend the whole day debating the USS Liberty, which was 1967. I forget that. And, and well, I, you know, I mean, Bob, I think that we've, I, I'll give you one more, uh, just one more line here, but then I got to move on. I, I appreciate the time. You're very generous with your time. Uh, the, the, the leftist talk, the, the, the right wing of, of Israel is the one that wants to go to war and create the refugees. And the left wing is the one who wants to take those refugees and put them into Europe and put them into America, all these displaced people. So it's not really a leftist thing. I'm not. I think that is all. a wild oversimplification that you say the sure right wing is. wants to go to war. No, they don't. That's that's they not true. To to, that is to to you just war. lost your check mark on Twitter. That is false. They don't. And you're saying Netanyahu wants to go to war. Well, if he wants to go to war, uh, you know that the, the terrorists are certainly accommodating him. I've I've got to say, Bob, um, and I have run out the clock on you. Um, I, uh, Bob, just one last question. Uh, did you vote for Trump or for Biden? Don't fib now. Heck, heck yeah. Heck yeah, I voted for Trump. I voted for him again. I went to see him in person, man. I'm a huge fan. I've been listening to you. I've been listening to Rush. I'm, I'm not left wing at all. Well, I got I to gotta tell you, Bob, and I'm, uh, look, I'm glad you called in, and, um, and you're entitled to your point of view, uh, but I think you're going down rabbit holes all over the place here. Iran is the bad guys, not the Jews, not Israel, not our ally, not the only democracy in the Middle East. They're not the villains of the story. The troglodytes are, and the head troglodyte in charge. And the Iranian people aren't entitled to choose their leadership. That's completely absurd. They were taken over by a religious, fanatical, militant coup in 1979 while Jimmy Carter was president. They, uh, they're born of a, uh, a war crime taking over the embassy and beyond. And uh, no, they don't have uh, the right. They kill their own people when their people raise an eyebrow at what the regime is doing. And the good guys of the world, us, Israel, much of Western Europe, we're supposed to stand up to the bad guys, you know, because we don't want another massive world war. getting a lot of reaction to Bob. People think Bob is what we call a seminar caller, a, you know, a staged uh, Democrat calling in with uh, party-issued talking points. The USS Liberty, the incident that uh, Bob referred to from 1967. What is it? How many years ago is that? Uh, 56 years ago? Is that how many years ago it was? 56 years ago? Uh, a U.S. Navy ship was attacked by an Israeli warplane and then an Israeli torpedo boat, and um, 171 crew members were wounded, and there were 34 Americans killed. Israel later said they mistook the ship for an Egyptian ship. It was during the Six-Day War in 1967 when Joe Biden was not there visiting Golda Meir.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.